right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Crossplay Podcast. I almost forgot what we were called there for a second because it's been a while since we've, we've recorded. It's a good start. Uh, yeah, I am Chandler Wood, Senior Editor with PlayStation Lifestyle. Cameron Teague, Editor-in-Chief, PlayStation Lifestyle. Jason Faulkner, Senior Editor, Game Revolution. And Paul Tamboro, Executive Editor, Game Revolution. We really need a fifth person that's just like, I'm just a regular news writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like so on the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, episode eight, it's kind of appropriate because like if you put an E and a three together, it, it kind of makes an eight. I you don't know. tried your best. I tried. I really <laughs> did. I really did. Um but uh, we're going to continue on and pretend, you know, if you laughed at that, if you thought it was a cool <laughs> reference, awesome. If not, forget about it. We're moving Somebody's on. doing a sensible chuckle on a bus somewhere. <laughs> like, oh yeah, E and 3 make <laughs> yeah. 8, episode 8, Half-Life 3 confirmed. Great. Subscribe, five stars on iTunes. Most people are just turning it off right now. <laughs> no one's going to talk to us. They're all done. They're all done. Uh, but yeah, instead of going over past news, I mean, some of this will touch on some of the past news over the, the week, last week or so. Uh, but we're going into E3, so we're going to make this kind of an E3 predictions and, and uh, leaks and everything episode going over all of what's come out and what we think might happen in uh just a few days here which is terrifying to me yeah yeah it's uh it's pantwettingly terrifying yeah yeah i'm not i'm not ready to to go there like knowing that i have a flight in like what five days four days is yeah (laughs) Yeah. well the thing is it's weird about this year's a3 uh because everything's been announced (laughs) it it feels Uh, like what's left yeah, but we say that every year. This year feels particularly leak heavy. Well, I uh, mean, you're looking at something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey that gets leaked by a stupid keychain, right? Like, of all things, Ubisoft has to be feeling the burn on that one. Yeah. Where they're like, guys, we uh, we shipped and delivered those keychains a little bit too early, and our surprise E3 reveal is kaput. <laughs> and, uh, I just... it's It's been like... It's been completely different this year. To I remember back in the day, you'd just have to wait for next week to find out what was going to be revealed, and then you could be genuinely surprised. And I mean, I might be shooting myself in the foot here because it might be surprising still, but I really don't. I really don't know what else there could possibly be. Um, there's probably obviously there's going to be a few surprises, but bloody hell, everything's uh, everything's leaked. They have to. They have to have some surprises. I gotta have something to get super excited about. <laughs> well, it feels like Sony's tempering expectations for their own conference with their steady leaks of certain games uh, this week. Well, not leaks. <laughs> I'm calling everything leaks now, even official. <laughs> I, <laughs> official reveals of leaks. Their games. <laughs> I think they might be going the route where they get some of the smaller stuff. Um, leaked this week or announced this week and then i'm still hoping they just really wow us with something at e3 i mean i'm excited to learn about all the the games but i want something surprising yeah i'm like one of those idiots who like they put like a jpeg of a logo on there and i'm still i'm all up for it uh just a sequel i wasn't expecting to to release 
but yeah. still the stuff that's in the Sony uh, that's, that's scheduled for the Sony conference I'm definitely excited to see like a lot more of it I think regardless of whatever launches at E3 if they do a proper gameplay reveal of Death Stranding I feel like that would just overshadow everything else anyway I'm pumped for that oh god I, I think it's going to leave us with more questions than, than answers. <laughs> You'd hope so at this point. Well, playing it from start to finish when it comes out is going to do that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Yes. It's just going to make no sense. But yeah. I think people are so excited about that just because, like you're saying, no one has any idea what it's going to be. I mean, I've seen the trailers and whatnot, and I'm still sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I want to know gameplay. Like, what how is this game going to play based on the trailers? Because even from Metal Gear Solid, you could kind of tell, you see some of the trailers for that, and you're like, oh, right, it's a stealth espionage action game. Like, there's still that obvious, here's how it's going to play as a game. Yeah. I watch trailers for Death Stranding, and I'm like, I is is this a, a puzzle game is it like we i have no we idea it, but we know it's like a third person yeah. shooter isn't it isn't that what it's supposed to be a third person shooter it, essentially yeah i think i think we're I mean, it's gonna be weirder yeah I, I i don't know kojima is just i i'm all in like i've been all in since i learned kojima left uh konami yeah. and and has been working on this project and i'm like just just feed that straight into my cortex let's do this yeah so i'm not like uh that much of a kojima fan i've uh, i've never really got into the metal gear solid games or anything um but i just i just like the idea that it's not going to be this like homogenous like mass that everything like a lot of other triple a games just seem to be of just following uh, the coattails of everybody else like you know that when you play Death Stranding that it's it's going to be divisive you're going to have um, there's going to be like so many opinions about it it's like an event isn't it um, where it's going to be unlike anything else you play whether that's good or bad and uh, yeah I'm, I'm really into seeing what they what they've got going on for that it's it's funny because you could you could feasibly look at Kojima as the opposite of what everyone says about David Cage and say yeah. that he's where David Cage is like all literal, no subtext whatsoever. Kojima's like, here's my game that is just subtext of the game yeah. piled on top of everything else. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of a lot of that where things are illusions and references to of, other things it's kind of weird with kojima too just um like growing up with the metal gear solid games constantly coming out and um i remember reading gaming magazines back in the day talking about metal gear solid and kind of like how bloated the plot was in the metal gear solid games was always considered not a negative but like just a firm like you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it and then it seems like all the people that grew up with those games now that's like touted as like the main selling point of those um it's just been weird how that's transformed over the years i'm not sure whether it was the same in like the u.s media uh with his games but in the uk every game magazine that you read talked about how you know oh uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 is really cutscene heavy and and, uh, and everything's like, you know, quite ambiguous and vague. But now that's a real selling point for people now. I, I remember people complaining on Metal Gear Solid 4 
over here about, oh, it's just one big cut scene, which, you know, for me was not a bad thing because all the cut scenes were really good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the first people to use that cinematic style in games. Yeah. And it's like, I do remember reading like Game Pro and stuff back in the day and uh, complaints about the length of cutscenes. But now it seems like AAA games, that's what they go for. Yeah. They're all just emulating what he did, you know, like 20 years ago. Yeah. And you don't even hear of like, in terms of Kojima games, complaints even uh, getting near that level now, like um, talking about the narrative whatsoever. Uh, like with Metal Gear Solid 5, it even seemed like it went the other way where um, people wanted it to have more of a story focus, but that there wasn't. It just It's just weird how over the years it seems that the whole uh, conversation around those games have, have shifted. So I'm interested to see how uh, people take to Death Stranding and a completely original universe because it's it's so weird how like expansive the metal gear solid universe was and for somebody like me who never jumped into metal gear solid one and then didn't know where to start basically um it's going to be interesting just diving into this brand new ip and then just having this new universe thrown at them and getting to grips with that i'm looking forward to it i think it's going to be interesting for somebody who isn't really acquainted with kojima's stuff well, and especially if if you look at something like you know, I got I got into Metal Gear Solid back when I was a kid, and I had a PlayStation and, and rented the game from from Blockbuster when my grandparents were taking care of me one weekend because they didn't know what M-rated games were. You know, like <laughs> like yeah. I, I distinctly remember that, and then getting stuck at one point because you have to call Merrill on the codec and the codec code is on the actual physical box, like the kind of genius things that, that Kojima would do with his game. Right. And I couldn't get any further because the blockbuster case doesn't come with the actual, you know, box or whatever. So I'm (laughs) like, what? Yeah. Eventually I I think I looked it up and found it on internet that took 15 minutes to pull up one webpage. But like, that was my beginning into the Metal Gear Solid universe was with that game. And then I was able to travel with it through all these years. So so all the subsequent games were really meaningful and, and yeah. big and great to me. And like you're saying, yeah, we're, we're at the, the start of something new for Kojima. And if Death Stranding kind of starts this new big franchise or series or universe, who knows in, in another 10, 20 years if we've got three or four more games uh where death stranding will be and if we'll look back at this first one and be like man i i remember when we were doing a podcast and talking about death stranding before (laughs) it came out it was crazy but we're all old and disillusioned (laughs) now so that's not gonna happen no i'm really into that it's uh, like that's one of kind of my gaming regrets if if that's that exists that i never got into metal gear solid back in the day just because I just seem to have missed out on a whole lot of conversations about it, not knowing what's going on, and hopefully Death Stranding can uh, can do that. I mean, even you just mentioned like the weird little uh, Easter eggs and hidden things about the first Metal Gear Solid. I'm kind of wondering if that will make its way into Death Stranding, because I found it really interesting the way that he'd kind of half implemented that into um, PT. Uh, for like you know the internet age um, of these really difficult and obscure things that the internet kind of had to work together to solve I'm interested to see whether anything like that is incorporated this time around and whether anything like that's 
even possible nowadays. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be definitely gonna be if they do do a big reveal. It's gonna be one of the most interesting games of the show. I should imagine. Um, so we also know with their showcase that uh, they've they've said those main four games that they're showing: Death Stranding, Spider Man, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and Last of Us Two. Uh, or I guess Last of Us Part Two. Excuse mm, me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like I like on our, our document that we've got written Ghost of what Takahashi or something. <laughs> Ghost of Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I guess next one we want to want to talk about is Spider Man, and I'm actually. I'm going to say not looking forward to seeing Spider-Man at E3. Not mm. because I'm not looking forward to Spider-Man. I very much am. But we got a month of Spider-Man coverage from yeah. Game Informer. It's it's on its way. It's coming out in September. I don't need a big, no. massive sit down. Like We know what Spider-Man is bringing to the table. And, and so I don't want a whole chunk of their, their showcase and their conference taken up by Spider-Man when I'm I'm already on board and I don't think there's anything else I want to know about it. Exactly. What else do you need from that now? You just need to know how it feels to web sling and then whether you're going to buy it, which you already know by now, whether you are or not. Sony has that ability though at conferences or I guess that the desire to show off games that they really don't need to. It's it's like when they devoted, I think it was a couple years back, they devoted time to Infamous and Infamous was releasing like the next day. Mm. or something like that and they devoted some of their conference to it and i'm just like why mm. you know and I, I feel very much like y'all with spider-man we've already heard everything we've already seen it all why does it matter show us something else like if you want to show us spider-man show us the trailer real fast but why a deep dive i i, I don't fully understand that seems like a waste of time yeah, the, the the other three makes sense because they are games that we've not seen a lot of yet. So this is going to be kind of the first look at uh, deeper into these games. But yeah, like you said, uh, Spider Man they've been they've been hyping for for quite a while now. We've seen the gameplay, we've seen yada yada everything. Uh, we don't we don't need to see it anymore. So that's kind of my one out of the four. <laughs> disappointment with their showcase uh i think it's still important that they do that they do show it off though i mean obviously we will have seen the uh game in for i was gonna call them game revolution then uh game informer uh stuff about it uh the constant um stream of information that came out there but i think for a more casual audience i mean i've got friends who don't care about gaming and they still know what e3 is and they know around this time of year if they want to see what games are knocking around then they'll like look search for e3 stuff so you also got to go with the possibility that some people might not know that there's a spider-man game on the way so um but then not a deep dive just do a, a oh, general yeah. like here's and i don't know by deep dive i don't know how much time that means they're going to spend on each title but maybe spend like five ten minutes if even that and just talk about the game a little bit maybe show some guy up there playing it and then move on get yeah. to the stuff that we want to see more of yeah like ghost of tsushima <laughs> i don't know anything about this 
Yeah, I'm glad know. you said it because I don't know how to say that word. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've rehearsed this. I was listening to the last podcast episode, and you trying to say that title was just a clusterfuck. It's just, yeah, yeah. It went See, on for ages. It was like since, five minutes of the podcast was devoted to you trying to say its title. To shit. And nobody threw you a bone either. Everybody just waited for you to struggle. (laughs) See, that's why we didn't post the last podcast on our website. (laughs) Because that embarrassment. uh, Yeah, I I was so embarrassed on trying to say Ghost of Tsushima, which now I can just like flawlessly (laughs) rolls off the tongue. Uh, but yeah, like you guys are saying, I, I, we really don't know a lot about this. It's, uh, it's, sucker punch right or am i completely is off it sucker punch? Yeah, yeah it is sucker punch so sucker punch is next game and it's like samurais and that's Sorry, like all sucker, we know who did, what did sucker punch develop again uh sly cooper oh yeah oh right okay oh i'm actually more on board now then sly cooper was really good <laughs> it, definitely a departure for them and yeah it is and really well, interesting infamous but yeah, yeah, that that little yeah. little title called Infamous. I'm sorry, I loved the last Infamous. The first two, screw them, they sucked. Oh, uh, I didn't play the last one. Was the last one Last Light? Second Son and Last Second Light. Second Son and Last Light. But yeah. Anyway, I think this yeah. game looks awesome. I mean, and it's. I think they're very talented. Think, please don't make it a Dark Souls type game because I actually want to play it and enjoy it. So please don't make <laughs> it super hard. I'm I'm done with the whole neos and and dark souls and Me things too. like that like from software can can handle those which we'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. but everybody else just just kind of like do your own thing stop trying to yeah. copy that formula yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it's going to be open world so i doubt it'll be it's probably going to be significantly uh more friendly than dark souls i would think yeah an open world with Dark Souls gameplay, and you're just dying every time you try to, you know, make it a few miles. This That's is the sad. thing with with like Souls like games or whatever. I'm okay with one Souls game a year. I'm I'm completely fine with putting that amount of effort into playing a game like Dark Souls just once a year. I think when it starts getting to the point where you've got like three or four games and a load of people occupying that Souls-like uh, genre. It, um, I'm not up for that. I'm not I'm not really into ultra-difficult games anymore unless there's like a real, like, uh, like unless there's something hooking me in and Dark Souls manages to, but like Neo, I wasn't, I wasn't too, too into that and I, I don't really want loads of studios that can't really nail that whole feel and aesthetic that from software can really go down that route all the time well and it's yeah it's it's not just the the gameplay style it's the aesthetic too that that like dark and they they can't just copy the style like what if somebody did like Fortnite Dark Souls. I don't know. I'm just throwing random ideas yeah. out there, but like yeah, yeah, something a little. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'd be done. Okay, <laughs> I'll get into selling cars now. <laughs> I think somebody's just copyrighted that after you've said it. To be honest, it's the Dark Souls of Battle Royale. You, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Fortnite is going to do that. They're going to have a third mode in their in their game now. They're yeah. Save the World Battle Royale and Dark Souls, or well, I don't know. They call yeah. it something Dark, clever. Dark but the Fortnite, thing, yeah, Dark Knight. 
<laughs> the thing that's compelling about the Dark Souls games is the world that they create, and I um, the level of challenge of since the nineties, I've completely grown out of that. Now <laughs> I'm okay with it when multiplayer games having a steep difficulty curve and then learning how to get better and be able to play other players. In terms of ultra challenging uh, single player games, personally, not that on board with that anymore. Um, the reason that I'm stay hooked on like Souls games and I want to put more effort into them is purely because of the world that that from software creates and. Uh, in the likes of, you know, uh, Dark Souls with this whole gothic thing that it's got going on, but then Bloodborne in particular was like this whole Lovecraftian vibe that it had going on. And just if every game starts replicating that, but with like Lords of the Fallen and then Neo with just less interesting worlds, I'm just not into that difficulty level. Um, so I don't want more games replicating it at all. So do you think we get Bloodborne 2 at E3? I think it's got to be, hasn't it? Uh, or, I'm not sure if we get it, Is it something else? Is is from software working on, you know, uh, a spiritual sequel, but it's basically their next Souls type game, but it's not Bloodborne Two. Mm. I think it's got to be Bloodborne Two. I can't imagine them work, lot working on a brand new thing. They've got like, they've they've uh, people do want doing. to see more of Bloodborne. Yeah, I know exactly what they're doing. Three D. 3D dot game yeah. heroes two. Let's do it. And I will I'm, I'm all my about lid it. and I will dance right where I stand. <laughs> What's that? Is that an old from software guy? Yeah. Yes, it it basically was uh instead of pixels it was voxels. So everything uh, was like voxelated. And then it it mimicked Zelda. old school Zelda games but had so but many good. interesting quirks and and creative things that it did with its voxels and the the giant <laughs> swords you could get were just ridiculous such a I'm good looking game. at the, I'm looking at this now and did anybody see the teaser image because unless it was shot in a really really dark light I don't think that teaser image was for 3D dark game heroes I I don't I don't Right, what teaser image are you that looking at? That's the teaser at? image for the From Software game. Oh, oh, oh right, 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 right. Yes. Like, where it was like a sword. A close I, I know up of it's not sword. 3D dot game heroes, but that's what I would like it to be. We're I just dreaming. Play it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a good RPG. I keep hoping for a new Armored Core, but that's uh, that's not going to happen. Well, it God. won't. But I would love that as well. <laughs> that's, I've given up hope on that. I think people would leave E3 from software to, to the stage and then there was a new Armored Core rather than a Bloodborne to... Well, there was <laughs> That's a crossover. Okay. The Dark Souls of Armored Core games. Bl- Blood Core 2. <laughs> armored <laughs> Born. <laughs> we don't need to do this with all the games. <laughs> Every game's a crossover Just, in 2018 and 90. There's, there's no new new ideas anymore, right? Just cross no. over everything. <laughs> it's just, no. I'm just looking for the Dark Souls of Mecha games. <laughs> But you know where there will be a bunch of new ideas? Dreams for the PS4. Oh, that, that was a, that was fantastic. That I will Thank I will you. give you a gold Thank star you. for that one. I'm learning for the I'm learning from the best. Yeah, that's that's I'm sure that's going to feature at the uh, the uh, conference, uh, which is actually my my most anticipated PS4 game that's on the radar because I love Media Molecule, and uh, so, I'm, I'm all on board with this dreams not only 
you know, it was exciting just as as it was as this. Essentially, they're building an easy to use game engine. They're like, here, here's an easy to use game engine to make yeah. your own games. And then we're going to ship it to you on a, a disc or a digital file or whatever. Go make your own games. But then they introduced VR and they were like, yeah, so also it's going to be VR compatible and you can make your own VR games. And some rumors are saying that it that was going to be like a, a post launch update. Uh, that came later supporting yeah. VR stuff. Uh, some reports are saying that that has actually been moved up and that they are putting it in the base game and that it will be it will support VR creation as well as VR gameplay that you you will actually be able to create within VR and then uh, also have VR based experiences within it. I which, didn't even know that it was VR compatible. Yeah, yeah. It's it's at least, I mean, it's definitely VR compatible, whether it's uh, post-launch, uh, kind of, they, they build up to it, or whether it's out of the box is, is up in the air right now. So, are they talking about the uh, games that you make are specifically tailored to working in VR, or is that just, like, tacked on? Uh, you can specifically tailor games that you make within it to work in and with VR. Uh, I believe, I, I may be wrong on this one, but I believe you can also use VR to create games that can just be played on the TV as well. But you can also create things that can that are VR specific experiences. Right. Okay. That's really I mean, just that, maybe I'll keep my PSVR then. <laughs> insane amounts of freedom yeah i mean yeah. if you were if you were considering selling your psvr and yeah. and uh dreams is your most anticipated game i'd say keep it around just yeah just to see what they end up doing with it that's very interesting i think the thing with a uh, little big planet which was one of my like uh the, well, the first party sony games that i've always preferred um it's the created stuff has always been fantastic and it's really, really impressive uh, what people have done with it and kind of pushed that game to its limitations, what it's offered. But there's there's definitely always been limits there. Like the games that are created you know, like are a bit shonky and, you know, uh, it's some somebody will make like a first-person shooter and it'd be like technically impressive. But, um, you know, it won't be anything that you'll want to return to. Uh but with dreams, it seems like that's not going to be the case. And actually, there's going to be the, the kind of simplified game engine that they created is going to provide loads of experiences that you are going to want to return to. And also, just the sheer accessibility of it. You're going to have kids who want to jump on with dreams and are going to be able to create little games of their own. Um, I just I think it's just going to be a really important uh, PS4 game. Um, if it catches on because it, it does have kind of a niche little look to it but I'm hoping that it, uh, that it has the same kind of impact as Little Big Planet for this generation I, I find myself I loved Little Big Planet and every time I saw something new for it it'd get me super excited I don't have that same feeling with Dreams it just looks kind of eh how come? nothing there is really pulling me in to go yes I've got to try this it looks so cool is it the look of it? I think it's just everything about it. It's just not that, you know, Little Big Planet had that cuteness that kind yeah. of drew you in, and you were like, "Man, I gotta try this. Look at this. It's fun with my kids." I couldn't really see my kids playing Dreams. Nah, 
But then again, so, I hate gaming with my kids. <laughs> I, I understand so that anyway. because in in some ways, the limitations in Little Big Planet almost uh, increased the creativity in some ways because people had to get creative to work around certain things if they wanted to make something work they were like oh i i have to get creative and make this work in a little big planet way yeah with with dreams it is so open and it is so free and allows you to do so much that uh in some ways and i'm sure we'll still get a lot of really creative experiences but in some ways uh, and especially early on we're not going to see some of that creativity that comes out of overcoming the limitations yeah we're gonna have to see pure creativity coming from people and so so i i i can get that where where with little big planet some of the uh, what was endearing about it was that what it was was functionally limited in in many ways Yeah. yeah i could see it going the way of project spark because oh god that's that's kind of the risk you take when you base a game on user created content. Yeah. If your users don't create the content, then no one's going to play it. Yeah. So, you know, and the issue um, is with like little big planet, it starts off with, um, it, it like, it, it, after like a couple of weeks, it's, it's not great. And then it's, you come back to it in like four months and that's when like, it starts hitting its stride. If people can't get to grips with it straight away, that's going to be another issue. If they can do a, uh, a beta for Dreams and get it loaded up with some stuff early on so that at launch it's got a, a healthy amount of onboard stuff from Media Molecule, which is all being developed using Dreams itself. They're, they're not using anything but Dreams itself to develop the, the campaign content. And then also loaded up with stuff that people created during the beta. You've got a pretty solid platform to start on. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it's going to be down to its um, marketing, to be honest. Because the the hook of, as Cameron said, like you know, you've got the little big planet look, which is cute. So you got these little sack boys and sack girls that you can kind of doll up and like mess around with those. With dreams, it's kind of it's got quite an quite a. Uh, out there concept of like well you're just all floating around in dreams there's not like a mascot to latch onto. it's just all uh this is just supposed to be like a dream world and stuff um i think it's whether that can nail down the marketing because people would have come to little big planet expecting like a co-op platformer that had these online elements where you could play with friends like that's how i first came to little big planet was um it was the game that convinced me to finally get a ps3 uh, and just on the basis of the online multiplayer co-op, um, it being a platformer, um, I'm wondering. And then eventually you get onto it's like it's like the gateway drug, and then you end up in the level editor and spending hours playing other people's levels and trying to design your own. I'm wondering where the uh, first hook is going to be in Dreams because Little Big Planet was never really marketed as here's just a level editor, and Dreams is. I haven't we've seen like demos and clips and stuff but it's not really been uh, it's been sold as this big editing suite whereas Little Big Planet never really was it was always secondary so So I'm interested to see whether people can join yeah I think early on it's being 
sold that way. I think closer to launch, what they'll do is they'll start selling it on look at all these things that have been created in it that you can come in and play as opposed yeah. to look what you can create. Right. Uh, and they'll focus on more of that that play aspect. And, and I think we'll get a, a launch date here uh, at E3 for that. Has anybody gone hands-on with it yet? Out of us. Uh, I believe PMC did for, for PlayStation Lifestyle. We've got a hands-on uh, with oh, Dreams. Okay. Uh, I've seen some, some walkthroughs before, some you know developer walkthroughs where they were they were going hands-on with it but i didn't actually touch it yeah uh yeah. but yeah he actually got to to go hands-on so okay um and then the last thing of uh, the last of us these games uh man <laughs> just weak you have the good the good segues this week uh <laughs> last of us part two Let's yeah. just yeah, let's just move right into that. Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'm I'm a little bit nervous for this one. I guess I, again, it's a game that I'm I'm excited for, tentatively excited for. I uh, I loved The Last of Us. I, I I think has it been on this podcast that we've talked about the sequel before and and qualms about kind of ruining the ending of a first game by making a sequel to it. Um, I'm not sure, though. I, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I, I think you you ruin the impact of the ending of the first game. You also spoil the ending of the first game by <laughs> by having yeah. this. You know, there's, there's uh, a lot of tension built up to what's going to happen that if you know there's a sequel coming and you know the, the premise of the sequel. Maybe you haven't played The Last of Us yet. You, you're yeah. not, probably not going to. You're not probably going to, are you? But I, I just don't see what they can show us in The Last of Us 2 that will be amazingly interesting. I mean, you know, I, I expect it to just be The Last of Us again with yeah. with better graphics and and, you know, maybe some advanced mechanics and features. But I'm while I'm looking forward to it, it's also not one of the ones that I'm like chomping at the bit to see Sony showcase just for that game. No, it it's a game you really need to probably play the whole thing before you really get the full effect and excitement. Mm. I know last year they kind of just showed I don't know that weird crucifixion scene without yeah. context, and it didn't really get me pumped. Got uh, me pumped. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick bastard. It's it's got violence. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. I just saw them like destroying people and I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're the target demographic. I've been, I've been like, um, just, I, I have no idea what it's going to be. Like, Last of Us was one of my favorite games from that generation of games. Um, I'm just a bit off put by the fact that like the whole it's darker, it's darker is like the big selling point because while I'm absolutely fine with it going there, I mean, it's a post-apocalyptic world. What do you expect? The first Last of Us was like, how it was It was plenty of hours long. Uh, it was grim, but there were moments of levity in there. It seems like them hammering home about how dark it's going to be. Uh, it, personally, a relentlessly bleak game isn't really for me um so uh, just the darkness being the soul selling point has been a up until this point has been a little bit off-putting yeah i mean it's all about context i think I, mm. I, 
I like a little brutality in games yeah. because, you know, uh, a game's all about taking you somewhere you're, you're not. So, yeah. uh, I don't mind, you know, ultra violence or whatever, no. but, uh, at this point in my life, it's like, it needs to be contextual. Mm. Uh, I'm just not kind of over like zany violence. Uh, yeah. but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, it'll be a cohesive story and there'll be a reason, a logical reason for all the, uh, you know, the, the turned up darkness of, uh, the last of us too, but that's, that's really what I want to see reason to turn up. (laughs) (laughs) What I want to see is, is the narrative, you know, if, if they're going to do kind of a deep dive on each of these games, death stranding, I think we need a deep dive into the the gameplay start showing us what this actual game is going to be spider-man i don't think we need a deep dive ghost of tsushima dang it ah i was almost on board that that one we we're gonna need you know also kind of a, a gameplay start showing us like the gameplay and what the game is and last of us even though we have not seen gameplay yet i don't think we need to see too much gameplay i mean i'm sure they'll show us some gameplay with with the deep dive but i think the deep dive needs to start going into world building telling us about the characters telling us about the story how things start out where things are going from here get us interested and invested again because after the end of the last of us one i i am having a hard time finding myself trying to be invested in the last of us part two because i just it's the same with uh, the the Walking Dead, um, you know, Telltale series where I had a hard time getting into follow up seasons because I thought the ending of that first season yeah. was just so brilliantly perfect. Yeah. And and that's the same way I feel about this, where I trust Naughty Dog. I do to do the story right and to continue it in a in a great way and to have a really compelling story. I just need to know what my reason to care is. Mm. The issue is it sticks in the back of your mind the fact that after the first Last of Us there was a lot of conversation about a sequel and from what I remember Naughty Dog were very uh, stern in the fact that there wouldn't be um, a, a sequel and that they wasn't planning on it and that they didn't know where to go from there but then suddenly The Last of sequel. Us 2 was being, <laughs> see, it was being teased yeah it was being teased and then it was kind of like yeah well we know what to do with it now and there's that skepticism in the back of your mind that's like hmm (laughs) i wonder what was convincing there i don't particularly know whether this did need a sequel uh but there are a lot of people i've got friends who love the first last of us and there's a lot of people who just want to see more of this universe but i felt like the first one told this perfect contained story um and i just it felt like because it ended on not a cliffhanger, but it ended with like such ambiguity that it was like quite uh, brave for like a triple A game, and then just kind of wrapping up that story uh, kind of diminishes the impact of the first one. But again, we have no idea. This could absolutely blow it out of the water, but um, obviously yeah. that's that's not what predictions are about. Are <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say speaking of needing a reason to care. 
do you guys think we'll see Halo 6 at E3 2018? Shit, I think they have to. What else are they going to show? Chandler's going to have to find something else to do. You're being completely done over. (laughs) (laughs) These segues out of nowhere. I I think, yeah, Microsoft is, I don't legitimately know what they could show. So with Sony, you have to be in a position of good faith in order to introduce new games like Ghost of Tsushima and mm. have that be exciting to people. Yeah. With Microsoft, they're not in a very good place right now. So all the all they have to rely on is bringing back existing franchises, Halo 6, Crackdown 3, um and things like that if they have some big announcement at at e3 that's a brand new ip new game yada yada microsoft exclusive whatever it's not going to generate much excitement because microsoft has not been hitting it out of the park with their exclusives lately so people are going to temper their expectations yeah um so that's why it makes it really hard for me to to think like what could microsoft possibly bring to the table i mean halo 6 is is kind of the obvious given you bring that master chief helmet back that's so iconic to the the xbox brand um the new gears probably well the issues are kind of like twofold they're like none of their first party stuff has been hitting it's all been underwhelming uh like the new ip sea of thieves was not what i think a lot of people were hoping for and then their existing franchises that they're potentially bringing sequels out for or announcing more about, such as Crackdown 3, uh, they're all at kind of their lowest point. So, I mean... I think there's some series fatigue on a lot of those. There because are. Because they don't have new IPs to kind nope. of bridge the gap in between those um, series, like the staple series. I don't think if you didn't buy an Xbox One for Halo 5, I'm not sure that you're going to buy an Xbox One for Halo 6. Same goes with uh, Gears 4. I enjoyed Halo 5. Um, I will still play and buy Halo 6 because like Halo used to be one of my favorite um, franchises. But I just still not... like Halo 2 is one of my favorite games ever. And if they will announce Halo 6, I can't see myself being that bothered by it. And I think um, a lot of people are going to feel the same way. But with that being said, still quite just because of how little we know about the Microsoft E3 press conference, I'm quite, I'm probably more interested to see that than a lot of the other press conferences, just because I don't know where they're going to go with it. Yeah, there's. No. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna say I could definitely see them. Uh, since I don't know, I think Crackdown Three is a myth at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Halo Six is you know after Halo Five, it's like who cares? Like, yeah. Oh, Cortana's gonna be crazy again, huh? That's, yeah. That's well, I wouldn't even. I couldn't even be able to tell you what was yeah. Halo Five story. It's, yeah. it's the multiplayer uh, now. <laughs> I could see them leveraging. Uh, the fact that Xbox and PC interact so closely together. And I could even see them uh, coming out with some kind of service or um, yeah functionality to where maybe PC games are more accessible 
on Xbox One. Because <laughs> really yeah. with how terrible their first party exclusives yeah. have been and probably will be, that's about the only direction they can take the Xbox One in. Uh, they've done backwards compatibility, which has been great. That's like one oh, reason yeah. to have an Xbox One is that you can play the good games from the other Xboxes uh, to make up for the lack of the, the, <laughs> the sheer irony. <laughs> uh, remember what it used to be like. But I feel like the way to push the console forward, you know, instead of hanging in the back catalog would be, you know, maybe you can uh, do something like a Steam box with it. Like, oh, games, certain games for that are PC exclusive, we've engineered that you can now play them with a controller on Xbox One. But but then just get a pc yeah. on like yeah. like that is the hardest yeah. sell to me and and my whole thing I, I i said that when they started their whole you know play anywhere sort of thing where you can play on on an xbox or a pc so no microsoft exclusives are truly exclusive anymore because you can play no. them on a pc i said that that's gonna kill the xbox console and it it really looks like that's a large part of what has killed it is that there is no reason to just get an Xbox anymore or even an Xbox one X because at that point you just boost it up a little bit and anybody that's interested in those, that, that power and those specs and everything, you're just going to build your own PC or get a gaming PC and be able to do all of the same things, play all of the same games. Microsoft has made their, their console kind of irrelevant and redundant to PCs at this point. Microsoft have kind of always prioritized Windows though. I think it's just a way of, that was, I think rather, less than a way of selling the Xbox. I think that was more of a way of selling Windows. Um, I don't really, uh, I, I just, I don't understand that kind of, I think that is something that they will do. I think they are completely going to advertise the parity between Xbox One and PC, but it's just they advertise like these features. They brought out the Elite controller, which was excellent, expensive, but a good controller. They brought out the Xbox One X, which again was a really fucking good console, but then there's no games. So it's none of the features. They bring out Game Pass, which is a great idea to have like a Netflix for video games and not just like PlayStation Now, which is still good, but PlayStation Now is old video games. Game Pass is, oh, here's Sea of Thieves. Would you like to play that um, on release? Buy a Game Pass. You can play it for a monthly subscription along with all these other games. That's a really, really, really good idea. But then... There's just no real good games to go with any of this. Um, and it seems like, I think it was like last E3 or maybe even the E3 before they uh, spoke about, I think it was last E3 they spoke about privatizing the games. They made all these new announcements. It looked decent. And then just not a lot of um, good stuff has come out of that. And I'll just... Aside from just having an E3 where they just make game announcements, I'm not sure how it's going to work out for them. I, I will say, though, that they have the biggest chance to really come out and surprise people this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Zero expectations. So no. they could, they have they the, could announce anything. They have the biggest gap to cover, you know? If, yeah. If, if uh, all of the conferences are on par with each other, people will consider microsoft to be the winner of this year's e3 because of how far they had to come to meet oh, that yeah. par 
Yeah, I think that could make like they could make a half decent presentation, and people would be over the moon about it. I'm starting to think that they're the only um, company that hasn't had any major leaks, and I just think it's because nobody gives a shit. No, <laughs> or, nobody's or they don't have anything. There's that concern too. <laughs> yeah, well, well there was like, a, they did have a leak come out pretty recently. What was that? Microsoft. What was the leak? It was basically that what you would expect. You were going to get a new Gears, new Halo, new Forza. Oh, is that their leak? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's probably just like one guy just in his, in his chair and like his basement just right. Yeah, well, it's going to be a new accurate? Halo, I guess. But, but it could be accurate. Yeah. It's probably going to be accurate. The, but <laughs> The irony being that, you know, we're talking about Microsoft trying to hinge on all of these old properties uh and and not being able to do that really well and people not being excited for it on the flip side you've got nintendo who like uh, their old properties you announce anything coming back and and being a thing and people go nuts they are ecstatic you mentioned metroid you mentioned smash brothers you mentioned pokemon and they are just over the moon about to to use a phrase that I think we've already used. <laughs> yeah, well, recently, it's, apples, it's apples and oranges with both of them, isn't it? Because you know that when um, Microsoft uh, uh, like it's it's a series of diminishing returns for their properties. Whereas you know, with Nintendo, um, they could aside from Pokemon, which is always the same, <laughs> but that's not developed by Nintendo. That's Game Freak. But all of their other properties, there's there's big changes to each one. Um, you know, Mario, each time that comes around, it's heavily different. Breath of the Wild was different from any other Zelda. You know there's something there to be excited about. So when they announced that there's going to be a new Metroid game or, you know, there's a new Mario game, new Zelda game, you know that you've got other stuff to expect rather than just, this is probably going to be like the last game, but maybe shitter now. <laughs> Yeah, I I would say something about Nintendo's lineup, but I just I'm really not a fan of any of their core series, one bit. <laughs> that's, that, that's about all I it's got. Like about, Jesus, <laughs> the tension then. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I want to join agree. in on the conversation, but I don't care about Smash. I don't no. care about Pokemon. I don't care about Star Fox. Well, and, and you look at something like like Pokemon Let's Go, and I know they're doing a, a bigger, you know, more mainline RPG uh, in 2019, and and but Pokemon Let's Go is it's a console version of Pokemon Go, the mobile game, including the stupid motion control catch mechanics and it like, uh, it's like a mix isn't it it's pokemon yellow but then pokemon go combined the thing is with any pokemon game if you're not into a pokemon game you're not going to be into any of them there's change there's changes to each one there's no major changes this is probably considering it's a remake this is probably the biggest change that they've done yet which is completely doing away with the wild pokemon battles and moving it to a more accessible uh, system, which I think a lot of people are obviously going to be disappointed with. But the thing is, it's for kids. It's I think it's a game for... It's not even for kids, really. I mean, I know lots of adults that play it. No, no, but I mean this one in particular. I feel, oh. I feel like they've got a 
2019 Pokemon Switch game that's going to be the introduction of all these new Pokemon. That's going to be the more RPG light thing that Pokemon games typically go for, like an accessible RPG. But then Pokemon Let's Go, I feel is essentially, I completely understand why they're doing it. I'm not that interested in it, but a lot of kids would have not necessarily played a Pokemon game, would have played Pokemon Go. That's going to be their gateway to the Switch. It's going to be a midway ground between a Pokemon RPG and Pokemon Go. Um, it's not going to have the combat that might be a bit too much for some younger kids um, to get their heads it's around. It's not even just the kids. I think it is it is a gap for virtually anybody. That as yeah, big sure. a craze as Pokemon Go was... It's a it, it's that that bridge and and the fact that it combines, you know, and, and you can use your your Pokemon from go and vice versa, kind of transfer them back and forth. And there's there's that whole thing. I mean, is is unique. And that's that's Nintendo that they're yeah. all about, like creating these new and unique and interesting ideas and, and crossing over and combining things. And and that's a great just. Most of their ideas to me, I, you know, I, I'm kind of with Cameron on this where it just it's not catching me. Like even Breath of the Wild, I just kind of looked at it and went like, oh, OK, so yeah. open world cartoony RPG. So the the Witcher cartoony. Great. I'll play the Witcher. <laughs> I, I think it's their style. But, you know, you have to hand it to Nintendo. They basically do the same exact thing that Microsoft does, except people actually care about their first party studio or their games. You know, they released the same five franchises in a revolving door and people eat it up. So I, I can see why they're not in any rush to really push past that because people will eat it up. It's like a weird situation, though. So whereas, like, I think when you're into Nintendo games, you don't realize that that's what happens. So, like, if you're to say to me, Call of Duty 19 world at war ops is coming out i'm like oh god another call of duty game and then you'll say oh there's a new mario game coming out and it's oh my god (laughs) there's a new mario game i can't believe this uh i think it's just a case of you know you're always going to get quality with them uh if you're into that kind of thing you're going to be into the next thing that they do um, it, it, so you don't even realise it's like you're getting a new, some franchises it's not obviously Mario Kart uh, there are two make changes to that but it's difficult to really reinvent the wheel with that kind of thing and the same goes with Smash Brothers um, but you know fighting and racing franchises typically just add new cars and fighters anyway but um, with a lot of the properties it's just like oh they're just making uh, a new game but set in this world I, I don't mind it Um I'm not exactly playing Nintendo games for the story, so I'm not really invested in... If they make a new IP, sure. But the last IP that they made was, like, what, ARMS? <laughs> and yeah. I was just spent most of my time just screaming at ARMS. So <laughs> it's a very hard game. So that's a, a pretty good look. Uh, there, I guess there are a couple other games that have been potentially leaked uh, that we kind of are expecting to see a new Metroid game, potentially uh, Star Fox Rally, which is, a, I believe, a racing game, right? Star, sorry, Star Fox Grand Prix, I think. Grand just, Prix, right. Yeah. So they're making me look dumb by writing the wrong name. Yeah, that was the, me. Yeah. The document here. <laughs> I keep calling it Star Fox Rally. Hey. I mean, it might not be anything. It's just somebody just leaked a photo of a logo. 
I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate my my title here, senior editor for PlayStation <laughs> Lifestyle. So don't don't follow that side of things. Yeah, there's like Star Fox Grand Prix, which I don't know what that's about. It was just a, it's supposed to be a racing game, uh, supposed to supposedly take F Zero's place. Um, Fortnite Switch, which will obviously be huge, and people are really angry about that, and I don't know why. Um, I guess people just get mad at uh, popular things. Um, few old Wii games are apparently coming to the uh, Switch. I think this was just spoken about today by um, an insider, but an actually legitimate insider. I know how much you hate them, Jason, <laughs> but an actual guy who's had prior history with this called Liam Robertson. He spoke of how Capcom are looking to bring... Um, Resident Evil 4 and New Super Mario Brothers, which doesn't really interest me, but some people are into. And then obviously the big Smash Brothers, um, big Smash Brothers uh, gameplay that should be shown that's going to be the focus this year. A lot of people talk about whether it's going to be like a new Smash Brothers or use old assets. But again, it's one of those. We know it's coming. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing gameplay of it, but more interested to see uh, games that we don't know a lot about, like Fallout 76. Ah, yes, Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. They skipped 5 through 75. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I'm reserving judgment, but according to the Kotaku report, it's it's going to be a survival game and right. uh depending online on survival, now, right? Yeah, like an online survival game. Depending on how they do it. Now, PC only survival games I I just cannot get into and and I I don't like the way they're structured. I think they're very poor games. They don't have a good hook or gameplay loop and are are just poorly designed overall. In fact, I recently finished my review for Conan Exiles on PS4 and that just felt like a a garbage fire uh hmm. ported to the ps4 with no yeah. console optimization or anything so it, it scares me a little bit to think survival game and then to think of the last survival game i played which was conan exiles and put a fallout skin over the top of that and just go oh this is gonna be terrible <laughs> i think bethesda could do it right though if they if they do a fallout game and then kind of bring in those survival elements but still retain a lot of what makes a fallout game a fallout game mm. so bugs yeah <laughs> absolutely you gotta have the bugs you gotta have the uh the the game breaking glitch that makes you restart 15 mm. hours into the game you gotta <laughs> you know for the most part bethesda has uh I don't know kept the fans happy with the recent releases so I'm gonna call this one's gonna suck uh, I think it's about time for them to uh, shoot themselves in the knee. That time to take a so, dive. I was uh, not expecting that to be the end result of I that. Think it'll be, uh, I think everyone who likes Fallout will hate it. Yeah. I think it'll have microtransactions. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it'll probably just be some other game they were making with a Fallout veneer paste whoa, 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 on top whoa. of it you think people that love fallout will hate it then i should actually really love it <laughs> <laughs> the, no. the irony there being that bethesda is the one who recently as recently as i believe it was 
wasn't E3 last year, but some event last year was pushing the whole single player games, you know, save single oh, yeah. player, Sarah Bareilles. Uh, oh, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, we covered that. I remember. God, I uh, forgot about that. Was it? Yeah, it was like oh, for the for the single players or something, wasn't it? Where they just yeah. like everything that, that like they show. Hashtag, Sa- hashtag yeah. save the single players yeah, or something that was like it, that. Yeah, yeah. They had a video Man, you with know some what? actress. I, just I can't remember who now. Linda Carter, I, hope, I believe. I hope that it's yeah, just. That like, was it. Oh, was it Ethan Carter? I hope that it's just pure microtransactions now. <laughs> <laughs> And really they just completely go back on that, like, nope. Yeah, they just like, actually, we spent a year doing it and we found out that you guys are shit. <laughs> so, so here's loot boxes. Eat all of our loot boxes. Yeah. I am uh, the kind of idiot who uh, is into um, what, if it's going to be an online survival game, it's going to get a lot more of my hours than um, Fallout 4 did. Which I wasn't that bothered by, really. Love Fallout 3. Uh, Fallout 4 didn't strike me. When I was told that it wasn't going to be a single player game and that it was probably going to be like, you know, online. Originally, somebody said it was like an MMO, uh, which I was completely behind, like an Elder Scrolls online kind of deal. Uh, I'm behind it. Uh, I think console players are going to be really disappointed <laughs> uh surely though they will meet in midway i can't imagine them like uh diminishing the appeal of fallout fallout has always been um like console players have always loved it so i can't imagine them wanting to d- diminish that appeal a lot but i did see like um Dra- jason shreer uh from kotaku who uh apparently has some inside info on it saying that it was a big mistake that they didn't um be completely open about what the game is ahead of E3 and that people who are going to watch the press conferences, press uh, the Beth, the Bethesda press conference are going to be really disappointed by it. So, uh, so I'm assuming that I'll like it, but everybody else will hate it, which is <laughs> what I'm geared up for. So, uh, another one we, we don't have a lot of information on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We mentioned that earlier got leaked by that, that keychain. Uh, it is, confirmed now and they they basically had to do damage control confirm it and say see you at e3 uh but we know it's it's greek um i still have not played origins so what a lot of people have been saying is that um origins makes it kind of clear that the series will be moving to greek next that there's a, a clear connection there i didn't play it i wouldn't know yeah yeah, I played really some of it, but not not enough to to finish yeah. that up. Yeah, so I, I apparently there's some kind of clear connection. Uh, it's it is looking like it will be a sequel to Origins, more or less. So we may see. You know, we probably won't play as like Bayek again, but uh, uh, we'll probably see him in some way. From right. again, from what I've been hearing. Um, just really globe trying with these games now I like the idea that maybe like Kratos moved out and then Bayek moved in he was just I, like... I thought the same thing I was like well now that now that God of War has abandoned the the Greek thing then yeah. Ubisoft just swept in and was like hey we got this <laughs> I'm not going to be into any Assassin's Creed games until they get rid of the weird future stuff and just give me a game it's, it's stupid because from all for all intents and purposes they've completely minimized the aspects of assassin's creed games but i 
hate it that much that every time it pops up in an Assassin's Creed game, like a lot, I'll give up on it. In Origins, I heard loads of great things about Origins. Origins. <laughs> I heard a load of great things about Origins. As soon as that shit started to crop up, I just, I just ditched the game. I, I could not be bothered with it. See, and, and I'm the opposite. I, I loved the uh, the opposite but kind of in the same place so i loved in the initial assassin's creed games how you had this this running storyline of desmond on the Mm. side that was this whole story of the reason why you were going back and doing these these investigative things about the assassins and stuff as soon as they ended desmond's storyline and they started trying to keep the the stuff in there uh the future stuff in there but shoehorn it in in a way that that didn't really have any story continuity or didn't really feel compelling or anything i'm not all about that i would love for them to keep the future stuff in assassin's creed but bring back the compelling interesting future narrative to assassin's creed and you know there were a bunch of rumors that it would eventually tie into like watchdogs or something uh which would be kind of a cool little crossover tie-in something or other but watchdogs need something the only time i would have allowed it was uh was was a uh, brotherhood with its uh great multiplayer mode that nobody cared about but was actually really good <laughs> yeah the assassin's creed multiplayers were uh i thought a lot of fun i i enjoyed them like that. in There's black flag and stuff. origins is there nope I don't think so. No, they stopped uh, quite a bit ago. Actually, yeah. I think I think Unity was when they stopped yeah. doing. It was like that weird where Splinter Cell's multiplayer was fantastic, and um, but nobody spoke about it. Uh, and what was it? Spies versus Mercs or whatever. Um, oh shit! I've just tied in. I've just tied. I've just done another segue. Did, did you even? Did you even mean to? No, I'll just do it now naturally. <laughs> Just, just incredibly gifted. <laughs> so, so you think we'll get a Splinter Cell then? Yeah, uh, at E3. Yeah, I think oh, that's, that's a given. Time. Mm. It was I, in finger. It, there's been it? leaks. There have been registrations. There's been rumors and information. I, I think at this point that one's not far fetched at all. Well, he popped up in um, what was that terrible game called? Uh, Wildlands. Oh, wild- yeah. yeah, Wildlands had it. Yeah. Had Sam Fisher and, pop in. Yeah, and he was like, it was a really sad cutscene where it was like, oh, there aren't many of us left anymore. Uh, there was talking about Snake or something. There was like, oh, um, the guy with the eye patch has, has gone off somewhere. I was like, mm. the Sam Fisher was just like, yeah, there's not there's not many of us around anymore on the last of my kind. So, like, oh, no, Sam. But now he's going to be back again, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll see that at Ubisoft's conference. Uh, do you think we'll see a new Rocksteady, whatever Rocksteady's been working on? Warner Brothers are doing their press conference. Um, I think they announced it yesterday or the day before. They have uh, a press conference now? Oh, man. Yep. We're going to yep. add that to the list. And uh, apparently they did. I think so. Don't quote me on it. I'm sure I saw something pop up on Twitter. They're doing an event. Um, oh oh right they're doing the reveal tomorrow for hitman 2 which got leaked is that what it is yes yeah yeah is that all it is yes right okay so not not the new batman or whatever apparently supposed to rocksteady are, are apparently like working on something that is 
gonna be unveiled at E3. I've seen a few people post about it. Um, so I'm not sure whether that's what that whether that's something else that's going to happen at E3. Um, a new Batman Arkham. I know that's been that's been thrown around quite a bit because there was that whole rumor that um, there was going to be working on a Superman game instead, but. Jesus no, Christ, they're not working on a that Superman sounds game. terrible. <laughs> we talked about it before, but no. No. <laughs> it's like our um it's like our two things. I think we talk about how much we hate Superman and then also just Cliff Blazinski in every capacitor. Bam, there he is. He's back He's again. made it onto this one as well. I thought I'd have to throw it on there. Just going to tag him in all these now. I think <laughs> I, I tweeted him last week with the podcast. Just thought, we always mention you, Cliffy baby. Come and listen. <laughs> but I don't think he's listening. Well, I don't know. He's not doing much of anything else. <laughs> oh, God, I can't tag him oh, in now. Burn. What a God. <laughs> I was going to send in the timestamp of this. DM him with a timestamp of when he was mentioned. What I mean by that is that he is he is he has a lot of free time. God damn it! Edit this uh, shit out, Jason. We don't need this. <laughs> and he could he could potentially, while gardening and spending time with his family. Be listening yes. to. Oh, God, jeez. Oh, let's not even go there. I know one thing. He's not I got my own opinions about that. Yeah, yeah. He's not a games maker anymore. So there's that. Uh, he's been sharing a lot of things on Twitter about what I'm really going in with this Cliffy B thing. He's been sharing a lot of things on Twitter about what uh, thingy. God, what was the name of the studio? Bosky, yeah, about what Bosky had going on, and some of their ideas. I have no idea how game development works, but some of their ideas were uh, quite appealing. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, a little bit sad, cool. retroactively sad. But yeah, there he is. There's his mention for the week. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to. I, I came up with a list of announcement hopes. Uh, some of them we've already kind of covered, so I'll skip over those, but I'll just kind of throw some names out there if you want to comment on any of them. Uh, no, Claude, each one I like. Yeah. And then just heavily boo whatever I hate. Uh, so a sequel to The Order. Order 1880 <laughs> yes. next or whatever. Yes. Want that one. Oh, no. Cameron, why? Because it was actually good and people yeah. just hated it because they was wanted good. to hate it. Bring I never on. played it, so I'm one of those. <laughs> I never played it. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never played it. Um, in it. Blue Point's next game. What's Blue Point working on? I think we might see at least a teaser of that at E3. Who did Blue Point? What did Blue Point develop again? Shadow of the Colossus remake. Oh, and shit, yeah. they are working oh, on another yeah, yeah, classic yeah. remake now. So yeah, I'm sure. Jack and uh, Daxter. Uh, that would be great do that. if they were working on a full-on classic remake of Jack and Daxter and completely remaking the first game. I'd, I'd love it. I hope Volcaris Visions just completely sack off Spyro and just remake Crash Team Racing. That's the dream. <laughs> um, Devil May Cry 5, yeah, I think, is, is a given that's coming. Yeah, it's a lock. I think from EA, we have to see something on one of their new Star Wars games, either the Respawn or the Visceral one. I don't think it'll be the Visceral one after, or the, I guess the formerly Visceral one, uh, after that whole changeover. Mm. Uh, Maybe they're going to be super controversial and reveal FIFA 19. We wouldn't expect that. Ooh, that'll be... Mm. <laughs> I know one game they'll be talking about, but I can't say it. It's got sticks uh. in it. it. It's got what in it? Sticks. 
and box. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I and 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 one one of the one of the NLs. Oh I right. Say, I can't say. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Just keep it it's an important leak. It's an important leak. <laughs> Anthem. We know we we're pretty sure Anthem's going to be there. I think they imagine if it just wasn't that. <laughs> nope we're yeah. releasing early 2019 but not at e3 yeah uh i think we're gonna see something elder scrolls at at uh, bethesda's conference skyrim on a rock that's what it's gonna be skyrim playing on a rock or a calculator probably yeah i think they'll show a new ip Ooh. okay that that one that they've uh that's been rumored for oh god i can't remember what it is um, they've been rumored to be releasing a new IP for like the last two years now. It's some kind of space thing. Um, stars, I don't know. Star Lord. That Star that Star's a good guess. Game. I think we've got it half down there. It's a Star Lord game. It. It's it's supposed to be like a futuristic RPG as opposed to. <laughs> so so basically, RPG. they've got medieval RPG, they've got post-apocalyptic RPG, and then they've got space RPG. I've covered the three the three flavors there. Yeah, yeah, they got it. And Cyberpunk um, twenty seven seven. Oh yes, that'll there that'll go. be there. Look, God, Jesus, what is even the point of Chandler anymore? <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't need me. That's actually one of my games on my list. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to mention resistance though. Oh, how excited would you be to see a resistance revival at the Sony conference? I, is that, I is would, that the one that actually. had like five hundred or hundred and twenty players? It had it added something in the hundreds. No, the no, no, no. that was that was Mag. Uh, uh. The uh, re- resistance was the game with with aliens invading during World War One. I don't know. <laughs> you, you never played Resistance? No. Insomniac? What it? Well, it, well, I'm assuming it was an online PS3 game, so nobody played it. No, no, it was a, it was a, oh, it had a campaign and everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is embarrassing. I'm hurt. Resistance. Inside. It was a PS3 game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a PS3 game. Yeah. Resistance one, two, and three. There were three games plus a PSP game plus a Vita game, I believe. Oh right, okay. I've heard of it. I just never played <laughs> one of them. <laughs> uh, Maybe I should just quit please, my job. <laughs> please send us your comments and emails telling us how awful this is. He doesn't even know what resistance is. <laughs> of course, PlayStation for for life. So that was a yeah. it was a big deal. It was one of the like launch titles for for PS3. Oh uh, yeah, I know um, the name. I just never played it. I'm just gonna have to sit down and just binge this now, just to make myself feel better about myself. <laughs> it's it's a good series. It's a. I then come back come back next week when nobody's talking about it. Just like so uh, about that resistance. I eh? <laughs> give you the full details like a Wikipedia page. Um. So <laughs> yeah, I'm still just baffled. I'm just, <sighs> I'm, I'm actually done. Uh, <laughs> Twisted Metal I'd like to see another Twisted Metal with a return yeah. to the roots of the game with like the bright maps with all the carnage on it I don't mm-hmm. want Twisted Metal PS3 again I think that was a very poor change um, I think we'll see Just Cause 4 yeah. I I thought we would see Just or, or Watch Dogs 3 except that Odyssey got confirmed 
and is rumored to come out this year. So I don't know if they would do a Watch Dogs and, and an Assassin's no. Creed the same year. Did, I don't think Watch they Dogs would. Did Watch Dogs 2 do any well? No, uh, it's, uh, I think it did. Yeah. Well, did it do well in terms of sales? No, it's... Uh, I think by... Oh, okay. Did it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I no idea. By, yeah. I think financially it did pretty well. I bought good. it for did 20 it. bucks on sale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got it too. I don't think it... It didn't have the staying power, you know, to actually stay in the news or anything. No. I think, I think its mm-hmm. initial sales were pretty good. Maybe then. I, I don't think it would come... But it was, that was like a pretty much designed from the ground up to be like a stopgap Assassin's Creed stop Assassin's Creed from like having serious fatigue kind of game so I can't imagine they're going to release it within the same time period yeah yeah that's that's why I I thought it was until Odyssey got confirmed and so that kind of puts me off to it now Uh, I'd love to see another SSX game but more in the style of Tricky and less in the the style of uh, Survive on the top of this real world mountain that was the dumb PS3 game yeah I didn't actually mind was it SSX3 or whatever I didn't I didn't actually mind that but I definitely like it going back to um, Tricky more like arcade style games really just anything uh like that, I'd, I'd, I'd be into. Yeah, the obnoxiously massive snowboards with the, the magnetic, uh, you know, boot clips and yeah. uh, the the comical characters and the big, bright courses and massive air and stuff. Yeah, I want to go back to that. Yeah. I want realistic games. Like, everybody's oh, all yeah. about Skate. Skate 4 is rumored to, to maybe be shown ah, at E3. That'll be good. And while Skate's a good game, oh, yeah. I will take a good Tony Hawk game over Skate any day. A good I mean, Tony was Hawk game. Not was a good Tony Hawk game. Like three or four, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and then Skype made it better, so people stop liking Tony Hawk. I'm just gonna chime in and say, "Fuck Tony Hawk!" At this point, we don't need him. That's true. Stop, <laughs> stop putting his name on things. But give me an arcadey skateboarding game again. The the like massive that. air, mm. the stupid million point combos, grinding around haunted houses and collecting secret tapes and skate letters. Like I miss that classic arcadey. Here you have two minutes to run into this this level and do everything you possibly can. Yeah, it's kind of weird because Skate uh, 4 is so wholly anticipated just because of how broken Skate 3 was and how well it did on YouTube. Just by virtue of its like terrible glitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, let's make Scout 4 because that game <laughs> was broken in all kind of ways. And hopefully YouTubers can get more content out of this one. I'll be really into a Scout 4. That, that, that's, a, that's a good shout. But it probably won't be announced because <laughs> hasn't people been saying about Scout 4 for the past like, five years? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more on this list to polish it up what? here. Why don't you let people chime in with their own thing that they'd love to see instead of your predetermined list that no one got a say in? <laughs> well, I've, I've got one. Oh. I've got one. And, I, and I'm going to go in detail. Go on then. Mother 3 oh. on 3DS and Switch, eShop on 3DS. Uh, Earthbound collection for Nintendo. Okay, yeah. See, God, I didn't see, know, I didn't know Reggie Phils and was in it. <laughs> the only thing you ask for that, and they that. go Nintendo. No, the only thing he said in that that I agreed with was Earthbound because that game was amazing. It is. It's fantastic. But um, uh, I'm not going to buy a Switch for it. <laughs> Earthbound, Earthbound cart with uh, with Smash Brothers being the only real AAA Nintendo. Uh, 
produced or released, I could see them pulling in, you know, an old title like that, that people have been asking for, uh, lividly for, for the last decade, mm. uh, to kind of pad out this year's, uh, releases. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, like I said, Nintendo and, and Microsoft both are kind of in a, in a weird space, I, I think. But Nintendo kind of has that guaranteed fan base that'll love whatever they do. And then also that guaranteed hater base that'll hate whatever oh, yeah. they do. <laughs> the <up>. hater base. <laughs> I'm not, I not a hater. I, I love plenty of games. Indifferent. Yeah. Nothing Indifferent. that y'all announced today in nah. this podcast, really. <laughs> I, no, I still want Square Enix just to spread themselves more thin. So I want um, the Last Remnant redone, released on PS4 <laughs> with the sequel, and and eight remake, and uh, <laughs> yeah, let's make it episodic. I, I just that's what I want. I think the Last Remnant was probably one of the best games on Xbox, but it just was coded to shit, and it had a whole bunch of pop up and issues, but. Amazing combat. I want it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get a few screens of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Yeah, when it releases in 2028. Like, yeah, like the, the back of Barrett's head and then like the ground. I'm, uh, I'm hoping for uh, Diablo 4 because I heard that that was, um, that was a thing that might be uh, that is being floated around apparently. I don't know whether we'd get it. We probably wouldn't get it at E3, but that's... Uh, that's or another another Blizzard game. They're they've been working on something else, Diablo, mm. as well as I believe a f- another first person shooter. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. This people saying it might be like a more of a military style shooter, but yeah, Diablo Four. I played a lot. I played a hell of a lot of Diablo Three. That uh, that that'd be my thing. You know what would be a good universe for an FPS would be StarCraft. Yeah, and they're they're about due. For something new, StarCraft related. I, I didn't even think of that. PS. I didn't even think of that. You know that that could be what they they would be up to. That'd be a completely different uh, aesthetic to Overwatch, I guess. That could be a thing. They had that whole StarCraft Ghost game they were working on, like twenty. Years I was ago, so sad when that canceled. got canceled. Let's let's have them <laughs> yeah. bring back some kind of StarCraft something. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Oh, we'll have to wait and see until next week and just see whether any of our predictions are hilariously wrong. Or hilariously right. That's the that's the big thing. We haven't made any kind of outlandish predictions, I don't think. Uh I don't know what 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 could you could you have Gears of War cart or something? <laughs> Halo Kart. It's not Halo yeah, 6. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Halo Kart. Like super bombad racing where just there's oversized Halo Master Chief helmet heads racing around in hovercrafts around the Halo universe. Maybe that's what they'll pull out and that'll turn it all around for uh, for Microsoft. The Connect 2. Maybe that's what we're going to get. <laughs> Microsoft Heroes Racing. There we go. Yeah, there we Little are. Little big yeah. Halo. <laughs> Patent it. All right, and on that little big halo, we're ending this. You heard it here first. If it happens during E3, we called it. <laughs> we're leakers. We're insiders. We're insiders now. Subscribe. We are insiders. Subscribe to the podcast to hear more yeah. uh, excellent inside information. Five star. Uh, 
make sure that you read PlayStation Lifestyle and Game Revolution for all of these news bits, predictions, and more. And uh, yeah, we're on iTunes now, so that's great. So if you're not already listening to this on iTunes, go listen on iTunes where we can properly track statistics. <laughs> <laughs> where we know whether we're not just talking into a cave. Yes, yes. And uh, send us your comments and, and all that stuff uh, so that we can actually respond to you and maybe talk about things that you might be interested in rather than mm-hmm. reading off lists of predetermined uh, E3 predictions that nobody else had a say in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And girls. Thanks.